What do you prefer people call you and what are your pronouns? My name is Arielle. My pronouns are however you see me. She or they is usually the most common. Lead a follower switch. Switch, definitely. I prefer to be ambidextrous. How long have you been dancing? Since I was seven, I believe, officially. What are your primary dance styles? Fusion and more fusion. <laughs> Have you studied any particular dances? Probably about 15 or 20. Mm -hmm. I began with ballet and tap and Luigi-style jazz, tiny bit of modern. Then I did a little swing, a little tango, a little of this and that. Contact improv I did a bunch of. And eventually put it all together through blues and then into fusion. Okay. So how did you find your way to dancing at the age of seven? My mother, when I was a baby, before I could walk, she would take my legs while I was lying on my back, mm -hmm. and she'd go, plie, relevé, plie, relevé. And she would give me that little bit of uh, inculcation of ballet, which I later said, please let mommy let me take a ballet class. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, my mother used to take ballet, an, an adult class, and she would bring me and I would just be, flitting around in a little tiny tutu, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it. I liked all of the different aspects of the convergence between artistry and movement without really knowing that that's why I liked it. So that leads right into how would you define dancing? Dance is an art form that's very unique in that the practitioner is playing multiple roles. You are the creator, you are the medium, you are the tools, and you are the final product all at the same time. Did you ever fall out of love with dance? <laughs> you can make an argument, was I ever in love with dance? I don't know that those words accurately define my relationship with dance. I would okay. say that that is a complicated and long history for me. Mm -hmm. But I have stopped dancing for long periods of time, I think, in total, maybe about 10 years at the worst. It's pretty long. What do you think is important about dancing? I think it's good for holistic health. It is a great way of targeting both the mind and the body, well, and the soul and every other aspect of life. It touches on that in some way. With partner dancing, you also have the relational aspect, the social component, and it is a good basis for exploration, for training yourself, and for connecting with people in ways that you wouldn't otherwise. How did you find out about fusion dancing? Through blues. How long have you been fusion dancing? I don't honestly know, but I believe my first fusion experience was Motley Hue. Mm. It may have been the first or the second Motley Hue, I think. Have you ever been involved in organizing, teaching, or DJing fusion dancing? I have been teaching since probably 2016, and I have recently begun to organize with Brendan and Andrea the Pearl Dive. Actually, Brendan and I launched the Pearl Dive as an event once before the pandemic shut everything down, <laughs> and then we revived it last year, which was, what, 2000. 
22. Thank you. <laughs> How would you define fusion dancing? Or what do you think it is? I have several different definitions that I use. And I would say that they're more descriptions than definitions. Mm -hmm. Because like art, there is no definitive definition, if you will. But I would say, think of fusion dance as the MMA of partnering. <laughs> so you're bringing together different styles and techniques of movement, people from different backgrounds, and you put them together and say, figure it out. Mm -hmm. You can also study that from the beginning. And in our case, when we teach, I like to teach from the inside out rather than from the outside in. So I'll look at all of the commonalities, all of the elements that create the basis for those dance forms and see if I can teach those ideas to my students without having to say, okay, here's a figure from this style, here's a figure from that style, now here's how to put it together. Another analogy that I like to make is that fusion is like having a smorgasbord of all different cuisines from around the world in one meal, or conversely, it's like making a stew with ingredients from around the world. You can take either approach and come up with vastly different results, but for me, it's ultimately much more satisfying and more diverse than having any one particular dish for an entire meal, mm -hmm. such as dancing one particular style for an entire night. And what do you love about dancing? It's something that's difficult to put into words, and that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm the nonverbal aspect of the art form, dance is its own universe. Yes. And it has its own content as well as its own language. We use our bodies in order to communicate with other people, both visually and physically. And oftentimes we're creating and communicating something that actually has no translation into the verbal realm. So I think people might call that the expressiveness of dance, but I think even the word expressiveness falls short for me. So now what do you love about fusion dancing in particular? I have the ultimate flexibility of options to use. I have the diversity of possibility in finding people that are going to surprise me all of the time. I won't go to that dance and know I'll be dancing a similar dance with 15 different people. No, I'll go and I'll dance 15 completely different dances with 15 different people. And I think there's no other style that I've studied that has the possibility of giving that amount of satisfaction. It's also wonderful to be able to improvise all of the content that I've studied in a more traditional context, especially, for instance, ballet pas de deux. Ballet is something that's very choreographed and prescribed. And when you're doing partnering, you do something specific. You know ahead of time what's going to happen. With fusion, you have no idea what's going to happen next. Absolutely. And I've had the most amazing dances with perfect strangers where I'm flying in the air 15 seconds, literally 15 seconds after I've met them. And it's an experience I just have not replicated anywhere else. Do you feel fusion dancing in particular compared to other, and this could be the community or it could be the dance rules, so to say, or the dance art itself in fusion, do you feel that it does lend itself more towards those dances happening where, so like on most social floors, lifts and dips and these things, we discourage until you've established a rapport. But do you feel that fusion dancing maybe allows for, makes it easier for 
to achieve that nonverbal consent for those things to happen? I think every dance has its own protocols, and I mean events, not just styles of dance. So I think in general, fusion allows you to get to that point a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. The type of, of consent and feeling safe enough to go somewhere, you get there a lot faster than you might in other styles where you have other protocols in place. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you wish was different about fusion dancing? Well, if I'm going to be honest, I wish it weren't something that was created and practiced by humans. <laughs> You're always gonna have the human element that's gonna get in the way. Mm -hmm. But the flip side of that is, I think fusion allows a lot of people to transcend the grittier, Mm -hmm. unpleasant parts of humanity. And I found it to be a way to connect with people that I would otherwise have no affinity for outside of that dance context. Mm -hmm. Do you mean politically or more of just because it's such a diverse community? Anything you want to name. Okay. Nothing on in that three minute love affair matters except being in the moment and connecting there. So your details don't matter. All of the socioeconomic details don't matter. The social graces with which you're going to establish a rapport in the verbal channel, none of that matters. And I have been known to say to certain people, we have amazing dances, let's leave it at that. I think we would hate each other off the dance floor. <laughs> but let's preserve the purity of the art and leave it at that and just allow that existence to be the most important thing between us. What is important to you about fusion dancing? Is that a different way of asking what I love about it? No, this question is important to me because I personally have been questioning as someone who is uniquely connected to the national scene, both in the past and present, I'm seeing a shrinking, so to say, a lowering of the population. Some might argue sort of watering down of what the lessons are, whatever that may be. But I asked There's this attrition. Question. Yes. Okay. I asked this question because is it important that we preserve fusion dancing? What it is is a separate question. Ah. Is it important? And if it's important... What's its function? What's its function? Why? In society. So that's why I like to ask, in addition to what you love about it, what is important? Sure. So... I love certain kinds of cuisine. Food is, nutrition is important. Does, mm -hmm. that, does sure. that kind of help? Sure. Yes. There is something about fusion dance that is easily portable into the community. Mm -hmm. If you have a certain genre, such as, let's just say salsa or swing, people have the expectation that they need to go and learn something specific in order to do it. But what we do at the Purling Principle is... Mm -hmm. We get up and dance whenever and wherever we are inspired in order to give people the concept that there is permission for you to do the same. You lead by example, you get out there and you respond to your environment. You can dance to any kind of music in theory. You can dance with absolutely anyone because you get to define what dance means to you in that moment and what sort of inspiration is going to be your springboard and how are you going to respond to that it's the ultimate power of choice and i think it's one of the best ways of making the physical art form accessible to everyone yes dance with anyone Danny. absolutely and a lot of people 
especially in America, dance is just not part of the everyday culture. And so fusion is a fantastic way of trying to reintroduce that and make that something that's in a positive way ordinary. Yes. Something that's something that could be a component of their everyday lives. Yes. If they not want just a to competition be. or a problem. Exactly. Ideally, I'm going to get on my soapbox here, fusion really ought not to be competitive, just the way parkour wasn't competitive for yes. a long time. I think putting it on that plane, commercializing it, mm -hmm. is very tempting, and ultimately you can't stop the sharks from doing that to some extent. But if we as a community can focus on preserving this particular art form as something that's only about connecting and about creating art together, I think it has very far-reaching potential to be just a part of American culture. Whether or not we can get everybody to do that, of course, that's going to be an uphill battle. But I think we, at least in theory, have a much higher chance of doing that than of creating a specific dance yes. to be part of American culture. How about just Americans dance? Yes. Or how about global citizens dance? Who <laughs> Why limit it to America? Humans dance. Humans dance, exactly. And so the beauty of having regional flavors of that is something to be developed. You can plant dance seeds everywhere and have them hopefully be cultured and nurtured and develop into their own, their own entities worldwide. Have you heard of Fusion Exchange? Yes. What have you heard about it? Well, there are regional fusion exchanges all over the place, and then there is the, the fusion epic, exchange. epic Denver Fusion Exchange, which unfortunately I did not know about until after the fact. I heard that it was amazing, and I probably would have enjoyed it if I had been there. Have you heard of City in Motion? Only vaguely. What are some of your favorite memories from fusion dancing? I always love remembering the times when I've been able to get so in the zone, I couldn't even possibly thank the person at the end of the dance because the verbal element was absolutely gone. I love remembering times when the artistic mind meld was so strong and powerful that it could only be experienced. It couldn't even be discussed. I love the fact <laughs> that every time I go back and watch my old favorite childhood musicals, I say, wow, I have had far better dances than that in my <laughs> lifetime. Mm -hmm. How has dancing helped you? Well, that's a bit of a double-edged sword <laughs> because it's a bit of a blessing and a curse kind of situation. Mm -hmm. It definitely helped me to make sense of a lot of artistic disciplines that I had studied, not just dance forms, it helped me to understand concepts of improvisation and collaborative improvisation especially. I've been able to, to transfer those skills into music and into painting, visual arts, different things. I think there were ways, somewhat similar seeds in which I approached them, but I was not nearly as comfortable as I was when I first found Fusion and I realized I spoke a language I didn't even know. And so when I started improvising with people and realizing it is a dance conversation, you have something to play off, I was able to approach other media in the same way. 
So I would collaborate with my brushes, collaborate with my inks. I would not have as many preconceived goals for music as I used to. I used to be very dissatisfied with music improv because I was trying to achieve something specific and I didn't realize that. And it's actually only been in this past year that I've fully come to a settled place in that. And I think a lot of that is due to fusion. It's also been a way for me to maximize physical comfort levels with other people because I've learned how to manipulate and be manipulated in space and how to do that safely, how to evaluate my choices in the moment and pick an option that is both fulfilling and empowering. And I think that has probably carried over into general social life, even if it doesn't include dance. So practicing checking in with yourself frequently. And checking in with the other people. Yes. I think it's helped people read me as well as me reading other people, because perhaps I'm able to physically communicate with body language more than I was before. I'm probably a bit more expressive. Mm -hmm. And I'm also unafraid of making physical contact. Not that I was before so much, but I have a better idea of how to finesse that and how to expect certain responses. I think fusion dance can certainly accelerate that learning process. Have you practiced any martial arts? No. What do you think makes a great fusion DJ? <laughs> Someone who's not afraid of playing interesting music and challenging the crowd. What is a song you can't stop dancing to lately? There are two lately that I think are very well suited for exploring different levels and different aspects of the music. One of which I performed to recently at a Tango Fusion, Tango Nuevo Fusion event with Brendan, and that is Enzo by Vincent Pirani and other artists. Mm-hmm. And the second one? And the second one is Non Pare de Dansar. It's a gorgeous song. Are you familiar with it? Maybe. Oh. I'm not sure. I haven't gone too far. If it's in the Zoka or Kizomba area, then no. Kizomba? No, not necessarily. Or Tango, for that matter. No. I don't know what it's in, but... Yes, that's a good one. 
Um, so definitely send me a link to that. I don't like when anything is overplayed to the mm -hmm. point where you get sick of it on the scene or to the point where it excludes other interesting mm -hmm. new finds. Yes. But I think if I were to pick one to go into the classic fusion canon, I would definitely put those two in there. <laughs> I like music that has, okay, there are different elements of music mm -hmm. that I connect with. And for me, if it has interesting harmony, interesting melody, interesting rhythm, interesting instrumentation, and interesting texture, mm -hmm. you need at least two or three out of five. Mm -hmm. It could be any, any two or three out of five. I can forgive the other three for not being so interesting. But I am very, very picky because mm -hmm. I'm classically trained and overtrained. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's difficult for me to connect with at least half of the songs on any given fusion night with any given DJ. If I like more than half the music, that is rare. Mm. I will dance to more of it, but most of it will go straight out the window and not mm. be memorable. If I remember two or three songs in one night that I would like to dance to again, that's cool. That's good. If somebody exceeds that, then I want to talk with them. Mm. When's the last time that happened? Actually, the Tango Nuevo mm. night had several good ones. Andrea Gia, DJ Gia Soul was mm -hmm. doing right. some really great fusion tango fusion and tango appropriate numbers. Mm -hmm. Brendan has certainly done plenty of really great ones. I won't be able to tell you when either of them played what. Mm -hmm. Previous to that, gosh, we just danced to so much different music and we go out for live events. One of our favorite bands that plays live to mm -hmm. which we fusion dance is Acute Inflections. Mm -hmm. And it's a jazzy R&B duo, just bass and voice. Very nice. spare, very sophisticated but eminently danceable, and they do covers of all different types of music as well as their own original songs. But I will say this, fusion has helped me to appreciate more genres of music than I ever listened to before with any amount of pleasure. I have learned that a lot of things are better danced to than listened to, but I've also been able to appreciate why they exist, mm -hmm. why they're popular in a way that I couldn't before I ever danced to them. So you feel like the danceability of a song probably lends to how popular it might get, even if people aren't dancing to it. Perhaps, but I don't define music as danceable or undanceable. Anything is danceable. It's just how, like, how do you want to dance to that? I also come from a improv background and we dance in silence often. That's actually why I fell into that art form is because I was burned out with music and I love to dance, and I was like, this is great. I don't have to have this external force that's driving what I'm doing. I can really focus on tuning into my partner and creating our own physical musical journey mm -hmm. rather than having this audio element that you don't have control over and you may react to in ways that you don't want to. Mm -hmm. I also have another curious question. Whether or not you remember a specific song, have you heard any songs that hit four or five of those criteria you want? Well, the two I just gave you definitely okay. do. There are others if you want a list. No, no, no I was just curious. Okay. Like... I would say that I can usually find two or three in any given genre. Mm -hmm. They're oftentimes less popular, more obscure. Mm -hmm. 
there are going to be challenging elements in that because I'm easily bored. Yes. <laughs> but I think if you try everything, don't just play the greatest hits of this genre or of this artist. Yes. Dig a bit deeper. Mm -hmm. Try it out by dancing to it, not just by sitting and listening and saying, would this make a good dance? Mm -hmm. If you can get a practice buddy to try stuff out with, that's a really good way of experiencing the music in a different way. Do you remember your first favorite fusion song? I'm not sure, but I will say the DJ challenge at the first fusion dance I attended would be memorable. Mm. And I think that particular song, though not my absolute favorite, was the one at which during that dance I was, it clicked and I said, oh, I get this. This makes sense to me. The art form makes sense to me. It's something that I can do. It's something that has a lot of potential. And of course, all that went wordlessly mm -hmm. through my head as I was dancing to the song. But it was the fellow remix of Walk by Ludovico Einaudi. Mm -hmm. And it was played, it was announced as a DJ challenge. Mm. And I happened to get a very good partner for that. A perfect stranger. Mm -hmm. We'd never danced together. It was my first fusion dance. I later found out months later that he was an instructor. Mm. But it was very, very artistic. I liked the fact that it was an instrumental piece. There was no narrative content that needed to be yes. expressed or illustrated. And we both were able to get into that artistic zone where we could co-create in real time. And that piece bridges the spaces between classical and easy listening mm -hmm. and a bit of pop-driven aesthetic. It hits on all of those, but in a way that didn't actually bother the heck out of me. Yeah, that one I have a lot of love for, that song. I wouldn't necessarily hold it up as like one of the best fusion songs. I would if someone was asking me for a sampling of what do I think Works fusion you. songs yeah. include, mm -hmm. that one is one of them. Sure. Cause it's, there's, to me there's such a range that fusion dance can go. Absolutely. I think including something like that is, is important to the long... The fusion canon. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you planning on building a fusion canon library? I feel like maybe, especially since as I'm traveling and I, so I stopped DJing for a while and then COVID happened in a longer break. I definitely like, well, when I first started DJing again, I was a little hesitant. I'm like, oh, I don't know what people are listening to lately. But when I throw down those, so to say, old fusion classics, people still, they'll like, hey, what's that song? Or they'll be... The new people will ask what it is and the old people... Yeah, be like, I haven't heard this song in years. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so that, when that happens, it's not necessarily always a good thing for me, but mm. there will be somebody who will ask me to dance to it. And even if I've OD'd on it and I never need to hear it again, I'll be able to get on their page if they're into it mm -hmm. and it's meaningful for them. So... Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's good to have oldies nights or or not not an oldies night, yeah. but to have maybe one set in a night mm -hmm. that has 50% classics, mm -hmm. especially just to give the new people a broader introduction mm -hmm. of the history, but also to remember once in a while where you came from. But I think it's important not to repeat those songs the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Because there are certainly enough in a 12-month period yeah. to go through that. What were some of your favorite regular or annual events? Either local, stuff like that. 
I would say I had the most transcendent experiences at Motley Hue and the annual DJX or semi-annual DJX events. It all depends on who attends, really. And each event will tend to attract a certain type of person, mm -hmm. but that's going to change over time. Mm -hmm. And so the event itself, I've learned not to rely on expectations, but just to approach each one with an open mind. Mm -hmm. uh, I've attended Melting Pot quite regularly since, well, let's say maybe 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful to have that be reborn in a new era and to see where that will go. Of course, my most faithful dance is our own monthly Pearl Dive, mm -hmm. which is something that we have transformed. Mm -hmm. We had launched one before the pandemic, and it was actually held in a bar. That's why we called it the Pearl Dive, because it was in a dive bar, mm -hmm. a very nice dive bar with very high ceilings. Yeah. And it was created to be held from, let's say, 7 to 10 or 7.30 to 10.30, right before the live jazz jam session that started at 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. So it was an amazing idea because people could stay and dance to live jazz if they felt like it and make it yes. a later night than they would normally. But the pandemic happened after we had one, one single event. It was so sad. And then when things started to reopen, the jazz set became an earlier, they became an 8 to 11 gig. And so we lost that space, we lost that context. And so we got together and reinvented it when there was a hole in the fusion scene. There was nothing happening regularly in New York except the occasional house party. And so we said, well, if nothing's happening, let's make something happen. And so we launched the Pearl Dive as something to be arts-focused, focus on the artistic aspect of dance and of connection and something to be accessible to all different levels and stages of the fusion journey. So following up on that, what inspired you to become a teacher or start teaching fusion dancing? Well, I was asked to teach a workshop with Brendan at the castle. I'm not sure if you ever went to parties at the yes, castle so. in Brooklyn. Yes. Well, it started off as just a normal house party and it grew into a multi-disciplinary scene and they would hire teachers for fusion dance, for zouk, for body work, massage, pole dancing, all sorts of different experiences and they asked me and Brennan to teach something and I hadn't thought of that. I don't know if I would have thought of teaching unless someone had asked me to do it but I started to think of the pedagogical aspect of dance and I wanted to approach it from a non-academic perspective and yet to extract the tools from academia that would get the point across and that would help serve the purpose of helping people to learn these concepts. So when I was first studying fusion and blues, I made a conscious decision not to take classes, but to study autodidactically and organically. I had always admired the social dance traditions in the earlier part of the 20th century where I was told people just picked it up and that was a completely foreign concept to me. All of the dance that I had studied was taught. It was classroom based. It was a curriculum and 
from looking at films that had social dancing in it, which was my only context growing up, I couldn't figure out how they just picked that up. So when I went to my first blues dance, which was either a babble or a nocturne exchange, it was the last night, the after party, some second floor bar room on 8th Avenue, my friend dragged me there. And I said, you know, I'm going to just sit out and observe for a while because I don't know what's going on. And so my friend went off dancing and I just looked around. And then after a couple of songs, do you know Ice? Lovely older black gentleman in a three-piece suit and a hat. He asked me to dance. Maybe. I remember DJing Friday Night Blues one time and an older black gentleman was in the elevator with me. And it was just me and him. And I was going to DJ that night for the first time at Friday Night Blues. Not my first time DJing, but like my first time DJing there. And he's like, I don't know who the DJ is tonight. And I'm like, oh, it's me. He's like, I better be good. So, <laughs> But later that night, I saw him dancing and smiling. So, I'm sure that was quite rewarding. He made me feel like I was doing it right, quote unquote, which is a mentality I've had to consciously untrain from myself to have different expectations. And it's something that I am grateful to have the opportunity to eliminate in teaching and to stress that this is not an art form where there are right and wrong answers. There are just more or less successful choices. And so I think having Ice give me my first blues dance was really perfect because he was able to show me this different language and I was able to understand it and to respond. And from there, I was able to have multiple interesting and I would say successful dances. You'd have to ask my partners if they actually were. But for someone just coming in fresh, not knowing what they were doing, so to speak, mm -hmm. it felt a whole lot better than I expected. So what inspired you to organize, not just teach? Both the lack of opportunity at the moment and wanting to create something that emphasized things I wished other scenes would emphasize and that had a lot more room for growth potential. And I'm not just talking about numbers, but I'm talking about personal growth, artistic growth. I tend to approach fusion as, well, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it's an artistic endeavor. It's not just having fun or something to do that's social. It's not something that I was looking for in order to find a community either. I had a social life. They did not give me dance. I came to get my dance fix and go home. That's how I started off. And I was quite happy with that. Now, of course, I definitely see more of the value of community building. But to get back to why I wanted to organize, I wanted to throw the type of event that I idealized. And so I would hope to take those nuggets of transcendence and make that more of the norm rather than the occasional moments. And you mentioned earlier that you realized you'd been trying to find fusion without knowing what it is. <laughs> That's true. I would say that was in late high school, early college, somewhere in those years, I actually took a swing dance lesson that was being held by a friend of a friend of a friend. And I took three boys and my mother. <laughs> and we took this class that was being held before the weekly or monthly fusion dance in my town. And we had a rip-roaring good time. 
And then later on, we wound up driving the instructor to another event. And we talked about music, we talked about dancing, and we had classical radio playing in the car. And at some point, they played the aria number five from the Villa Lobos Bacchianas Brasileiras, which is a fusion in and of itself. It was a composed piece, but it was a fusion between Baroque Bach type of music and Brazilian traditional music. And it's a really gorgeous vocalese, sung with no words. And it goes back and forth between rhythmic and soaring moments. And the instructor, I think his name was Jakob, one of us, I don't remember which, expressed an interest in dancing to that. I probably did. And he said, I would love to, but what would you dance to that? I'd have to figure that out. And my internal reaction was, so just dance to it. Why not just dance to it? But the logical part of me, based on all of the cultural inculcation that happened, was to ask, well, what would that be? To have this preconceived idea. And so we were groping in the dark. And he said, if if my mother hadn't been driving, he said, I would stop the car and let's get out and figure that out. But we were on our way to this event or whatever, and it didn't happen. And I always wish that it had, because I wonder if we would have created fusion together that night not knowing about it, if we'd had that opportunity. Yeah, you would have. I think we would have. Because you would have danced with someone to anything, right? Exactly. And we would have come from completely different backgrounds. We would have fused. Mm -hmm. So I was able to dance to that song many years later. We, Brendan and I performed to it at one of our workshops as a demo. Mm -hmm. And it's still one of our all-time favorite performances that we've given. It's not yet online because I haven't edited it. We got multiple camera Mm -hmm. angles, but at some point I would definitely like to release that. I used it as an illustration in the class on dancing to different levels in the music. So connecting with the melodic line, the harmonic rhythm, the percussive rhythm, the overarching phrasing and themes and we, each of us, would at times take different aspects of the music simultaneously and fuse that. There was coordination without absolute synchronicity, and that was something we were trying to get people to play with. Yeah. No, that sounds very... I remember early on when I was organizing in San Diego, and I would have... Before I had my house parties, I would just have practicas, mm-hmm. fusion practicas, and there was someone who would come who was very well-versed in Lindy and a few other dances, the man was a walking encyclopedia of dance moves. However, I put on, and it probably was actually the walk song, <laughs> if I can remember correctly, but something like that, where I, I put it on, I danced it with somebody. At the end of it, that particular person said, but how did you know what to do? And I'm like, I just don't stop moving. That's a very Luigi thing to say. <laughs> Luigi Jazz, his, his mantra is never stop moving, never mm-hmm. stop moving. Yeah, thanks for making the time sure. and for sharing.